Today on We Hear, from Virgil Abloh to Portia Williams, we'll go over how celebrities are using their platforms during the protests with mixed results. Kylie Jenner may have blown her billionaire status by spending more than $100 million on real estate and a jet. And back when he was just a young royal, Prince Harry had a secret Facebook account under his alter ego, Spike Wells. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my God. We're on page six? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a page six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, of course, the only story going on right now seems to be the protests that were raging over the weekend in the wake of George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. And of course, we report about celebrities, so we're going to tell you what they were doing. And it seems like the stars who rolled up their sleeves and went out into the streets with the protesters got a lot better reaction than some of the ones that just tweeted or Instagrammed from their mansions and ended up getting some serious flack from their fans. That's right. We are experiencing a moment in history where the idea of what it means to be a celebrity is changing in the face of COVID-19 and seeing how people are responding to the killing of George Floyd by police. And someone who was on the front lines in Atlanta was Portia Williams. Andy Cohen reposted a video of her over the weekend of her holding a sign and speaking to press and walking with protesters, you know, which is not what you would expect from a real housewife. But Portia is the granddaughter of Hosea Williams, who was an activist, and she's spoken about him before on the show. And it's great to see her continuing her family's legacy of activism. Yeah, I guess it's a case of a real housewife keeping it real. You know, on the flip side of that, for example, you had someone like Madonna, who's been getting a lot of backlash even before this past weekend during the coronavirus pandemic, where she was posting all these wacky videos, you know, from inside her her home, you know, in a bathtub with rose petals and all this stuff that just seemed, you know, really out of touch with what's going on out there. And she seemed to make it even worse where she posted a video on Instagram of her son, of one of her kids dancing to a Michael Jackson song and saying, you know, after the death of George Floyd, that this was was a tribute to him that she was posting, a tribute to his memory. And it just seemed like totally tone deaf on so many levels. Yeah. It's really interesting to see how people are responding. And John Cusack, who's super political on social media, says that while he was participating in a protest in Chicago, he claims police, quote, came at him when he was trying to film footage of a burning car. So, I mean... It's interesting. John Cusack is 53 years old and he's kind of out there on the front lines. And then you have Madonna who's posting videos from her home, not to criticize, you know, anyone here. It's just the comparison is very interesting. Yeah, it just seems out of touch when you have people in the streets and then you're just sort of posting a video of your son dancing to a random kind of Michael Jackson tune as if I mean, I think there was a thing before where. Um, if a celebrity just sort of acknowledged something going on from their 
you know, perch um, of stardom, it was like kind of enough, you know, that they had acknowledged that this was going on and added their voice. But, you know, we've been seeing this trend since, you know, remember the Gail Godot Imagine or Gail Gadot um, mm -hmm. Imagine video that she posted at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic on like, and she was like day three, you know, and then she got all these celebrities to kind of very seriously and soulfully sing Imagine as if that was going to somehow you know, lift people's spirits. I mean, Madonna's coming at it from that angle. I mean, I thought one of the most interesting displays of support for the protesters, which also was in the streets, but was caught on video and posted on Twitter was when Ray J, who's in the middle of a divorce, which we've been reporting on blow by blow details of, he rolled up to the protests in a Rolls Royce and a bunch of people surrounded the car, right? The protesters surrounded the car and were chanting, you know, to get out of the car. So Ray J gets out of the car. People kind of went nuts when they realized it was him, although he did have a mask on, a hood up and some gloves on. It was a Rolls Royce convertible. And then he sort of raises his fist in the air and sort of is fist bumping people and like just left his car to go. The protesters invited him to walk with them and he did it. Um, which was an admirable move. The thing that's funny about it is I think some of the reporting on that video says that it makes it sound like Ray J kind of emerged from the car and was like triumphantly pumping his fist and fist bumping people. But you can kind of tell when you look at it, you know, when he first gets out of the car and he's by himself, he's like a little sort of sheepish as he kind of joins in, but then like joins in and starts walking with them. So I think that people who have been going out there and actually interacting with people have had more success than just the sort of stars who are weighing in kind of for no reason. Like no one asked Madonna her opinion about this. She doesn't have to post about it. I don't think if Madonna didn't post anything, I mean, obviously she's always been sort of talking about social justice and has talked about political issues before and her music has been political but no one's looking to Madonna right now to like, oh, what's Madonna saying about this? You know, all she had to post mm -hmm. was something like, I support the protests and- And condemn. I made a donation. That's I made a donation, person. exactly. I, I made put a donation. my money where it was needed. Right. And you've had celebrities like Chrissy Teigen donated how much money? She donated $200,000, I believe, to various bailout funds for the protesters. Yeah, and, and exactly. I mean, I think the other person who- has faced a lot of flack from his fans and lost a tremendous amount of credibility is Virgil Abloh, the, um, you know, who's arguably the top streetwear designer in fashion and one of fashion's top designers, you know, mm -hmm. he's at LVMH and, um, he, he, for, he condemned the looting right initially and sort of seemed to condemn the protests, but then also, ended up backtracking and donating money, but he only donated $50, which I think is less than a pair of his brand socks sell for. Yeah. I, you know, I understand people there's, there's been kind of a something going on on social media where people are posting what they have donated to various funds. And then someone will say like, who's going to match. And then the next person will match $50 is a very generous donation for a lot of people. But for Virgil to donate only $50 when the prices of his clothing and accessories are astronomical, it, it felt like a terrible 
move on his behalf. Yeah, well, the $50 also went towards putting up some bail money for protesters. So I'm not sure, you know, I guess people were questioning how far that would go. And then some, you know, fans who saw that have pointed out that, for example, one of his belts from his brand Off-White sells for $450. Yeah. Um, you know, some people have even gone on his Wikipedia page and next to his name now, it says in parentheses, it says Virgil Abloh, parentheses, Mr. $50. You know, another post said, Virgil is a stingy man and he sells t-shirts for hundreds of dollars and only donated $50. So it was, seemed like kind of a bad move on his part. And that was another thing too, similarly to the Madonna thing, no one was asking him. He didn't necessarily need to I mean, he donated $50, but then it was the mistake seemed to be that he also posted it on social media. Um, So he was publicizing the fact that he donated 50 bucks. Another celebrity who has been protesting is insecure actor Kendrick Sampson, who if you watch the show, you know that he plays Nathan. Over the weekend, he went live on his Instagram account to show his view of events. Meanwhile, he could be seen on a CNN broadcast where viewers saw him get hit by a police baton on TV. So he also said that he had been shot by rubber bullets four times while protesting. Maggie, I think part of the things with celebrities using social media to speak out in the case of, you know, Madonna or any of these people, one of the issues is that, you know, I don't know if you saw, Cornell West had given this interesting speech over the weekend, I believe. And one of the things he was saying is that caught my attention was, you know, everything's for sale and everyone's for sale. And I do think that social media has become this component of celebrity where it's used to build your brand and it's used to basically make money. It's used to be an influencer. The more followers you have, the more money you can get, the more the more brands want you. So I think there's just a conflict there where, you know, some celebrities are now trying to go back to saying something meaningful, but the tools that they're using are something that's just been about the commodification of celebrity and basically really about them just making more money and raising their profile. Kylie Jenner is having quite the week. Her status as the youngest self-made billionaire is being challenged by Forbes, the very publication that gave her that title. They released a story last week saying that she might have doctored some documents and exaggerated her wealth to achieve that status. Right. Kylie Jenner and um, her team is strongly denying this, but Forbes came out with a really scathing, strongly worded expose of their own reporting, basically. You'll remember they had put Kylie Jenner on Forbes cover, proclaiming her the, as you said, Maggie, youngest self-made billionaire of all time. At the time, the article got some controversy surrounding it as well, because people wondered, well, is she really self-made if her sister is Kim Kardashian and, um, and also Kylie Jenner? And, you know, she comes from a sort of show business dynasty and how self-made that was. But either way, it was kind of a a piddly, you know, controversy. Forbes now has said that 
Kylie Jenner and her family, you know, even went so far as to show them false documentation that would prove that her sale of her makeup brand to the fragrance and cosmetics giant Cody made her a billionaire and that it was all inflated. My favorite part of all of this is that Forbes is saying that she's actually now worth less than $900 million, which I'm like, still not bad, Kylie. You know, well, you might not be the youngest self-made billionaire, but this is, you know, I wouldn't kick $900 million out of bed. I had the same reaction. I have to say the way that the Forbes article was worded, you thought that it was going to end up saying, and she's worth, you know, $350 million mm -hmm. because it was pretty adamant that this money was, was so inflated and overblown and manipulated, which again, Kylie Jenner and her team and her lawyer denies. But yeah, then they said she's worth $900 million. And then it says, you know, taking to account the COVID-19 crisis, et cetera, et cetera. So it seems a little, I, I had the same thing, Maggie. I was like, you know, what's a hundred million dollars when you're at that level? I mean, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, how, wow. how off were these figures, but our own Emily Smith from page six is reporting that, Hey, whether she's worth $900 million or a billion dollars, Kylie Jenner has been certainly living like a billionaire was just blowing through money, spending more than a hundred million dollars, sources said, on a huge private jet and multiple monster real estate deals in recent months. So maybe my, she didn't get the memo she wasn't a billionaire. My favorite part of the story is that Emily spoke to a source who said, Kylie's sisters are concerned about her spending. Yes, she's got a lot of money, but she doesn't seem to realize how easy it is to blow through all of it. If the Kardashian family is telling you you're overspending, you are overspending and then some. These girls know how to shop and buy real estate. And if Kylie is overdoing it, this is this is the next degree of spending. You know, yeah, I thought I, I was it, shopping a lot in quarantine, but apparently not. I'm good. Yeah, I think also the other thing is when you're a Kardashian or any celebrity these days, the key is to get free stuff, not spend your own money, right? Because <laughs> you just get so much swag. The other thing, the, the Kylie empire was sort of born similarly out of, you know, Kim's fame, which of course, Kim Kardashian's career launched with some infamy because she was in that sex tape with Ray J, who got out of his Rolls Royce and joined the protests. It all comes um, back to Ray J. That, I know, I, Ray J, it's like six degrees of Ray J. And then- Ke um, Kevin Bacon is out, Ray J is in. Six totally. degrees of separation, Ray J status. And then Kylie, of course, um, you know, her makeup line took off because she denied that she had lip fillers or people speculated she had lip fillers. And then she came clean and said she did. And then she released this line of, I don't know, is it lipstick, Maggie? Is it lip gloss? I don't even know <laughs> what it does to your lips. It's a lip kit. So it came with a liner a lip, and a, oh, a lip gloss. Kit. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, her whole thing was that she sold two items together to create the illusion of having bigger lips. It should have come with liner, gloss, and a syringe. But I, I, I kind of agree with you. With the, the See, I think, though, the reason Forbes, and this is my own opinion, I think the reason Forbes came out so hard on this is that, you know, Forbes magazine, their main recurring franchise are these richest lists. And I think that if it's called into question that the that the lists of you know world's 
richest rapper and you know it started with richest people and billionaires and now they have they have a list you know every other week there's a a list of the world's richest blank coming out if it's called into question that these things are not accurate you know it could sort of affect this entire forbes franchise and you would begin to question all the time well does this person really have this money and i think that it seemed to me and once again this is my opinion I, i believe you know they were trying to be more thorough and obviously, in the case of Kylie Jenner, they were not just sort of taking her word for it or speculating, but they were trying to go through this actual documentation, which they are now saying that their reporters were deceived because there were some public filings that Cody made. And the numbers that Cody was filing were not the same as the stuff that the reporters had been shown. So they started to reinvestigate the situation. But I think for Forbes, there's just a lot more riding on this than just the Kylie Jenner thing, because as you mentioned, she still got 900 million. <laughs> I'd take 900. <laughs> I would take $9,000 at this point. <laughs> I'd take nine, $9. I have got another detail to fuel your palace intrigue, and it is that Prince Harry once had a Facebook account, a secret one, and he used a fake name, that of his alter ego, Spike Wells. It's a great alter ego name. I have to hand it to him. I guess his nickname was already Spike, but according to reports, he had this Facebook page as Spike Wells, And it just happened to be that this unknown Spike Wells guy was friends with all these various aristocrats and upper crust Brits. Over 400 friends. The account was active from 2008 to 2012. That's Spike had a good run there. Four years, huh? Yeah, there were pictures. It was it was when he was dating a girlfriend, and I guess there was a picture of him and the girlfriend posted on there as well as other photos that people assumed might have been of Prince Harry and his pals. And there was even a joke, Maggie, about him being a redhead. I mean, once you're a redhead, your whole life is a joke. So I get it. Uh, oh. <laughs> but so he he was dating Chelsea Davy at the time, right? Yes, exactly. So, so th- they dated for like seven years and he had this secret account. I, I just, I, I'm so fascinated by their relationship because they dated for so long. Obviously, he's married to Meghan Markle now, but you might remember that he brought Chelsea to his brother, Prince William's wedding to Kate Middleton. So it seemed like everything was cool. Like exes yep. who can be friends, high profile exes. I'm but impressed. That was just Mike Wells. That wasn't Prince Harry. Um, what do you think of the name? I find it to be very impressive. I think Spike Wells is an awesome alter ego name. It's very vampire hunter who's working on a novel. Ah, totally. That's true. There was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer character, of course, named Spike. Yeah. Do you have any alter egos, Maggie? I mean, you're. I mean, not to blow your cover, <laughs> but. I mean, I don't know that I have an alter ego. I. Wait, I used to have an alter ego, actually. Now you're reminding me. So, And who is it? Her name is Maggie Spills, which was for like a year that I was in college. I would I was dropping everything. Like I would come into class and like drop a coffee. I would like be at home and like a dish would slip out of my hand. It was like I was Butterfingers for a full year. So my friends were just like, oh, Spills, again? Really? <laughs> How about um, you? 
I have lots of alter egos, Maggie. Um, as you may have known, I don't know why, but just from, I guess, working in an office together for a long time. I mean, one of my alter egos is my takeout food name, which is also my Starbucks name, which is Jack. I feel like when <laughs> I, when I, first of all, it just sounds cool to be there. Like, what's it going to be like, Jack? Because Ian, a lot of times, like if people need to take your name just for like a takeout food order mm -hmm. or a Starbucks order, you know, Ian, it's like I've had E period, N period. People are like <laughs> E, you know, E. It just is like, it creates too much confusion. If there's a line, people are pissed. Like they're like, just who the hell is this guy with his freaking Scottish valved up name so so i go with jack that's my takeout food name when i was a kid i had an alter ego um at a very young age maggie which was um schroeder muldowney oh, that's um, a great name oh my god that's so distinguished for a young kid yeah uh my mom got a kick out of it i don't know if anyone else ever really i didn't get to use it that much because i was like six you know but um Schroeder Muldowney. And then I actually got in a bit of a of a of a dilemma in the Zoom era because when I signed up for Zoom, I didn't have Zoom before the pandemic, as probably a lot of people, I guess, might have not used Zoom before. I made up a name when I first signed on because I, I was like, you know, when you start to sign up for like all these apps and stuff, and you're just like not sure even what this is. So you just so sometimes I'll just throw an alias on there. You know what I mean? And my name was Jake Hannaford, which is also an Orson <laughs> Welles. <laughs> it's, an or <laughs> it's an Orson Welles reference. So I signed up as Jake Hannaford. And then I kind of, just when I signed up for Zoom, because I'm like, am I ever going to use this? How much am I going to use this? And then I forgot, I actually had a, like a school meeting for one of my kids' schools. <laughs> and, you know, obviously all the parents, we know each other's, you know, names and stuff. And I like sign in and it's like Jake Hannaford. And I'm like, oh, oh no, no, what am I doing? Oh, like, no. they're gonna be like, who the hell is this guy? It's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm actually a secret agent. Ugh, Sorry. Gets in the way of my day to day. Well, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas for the show. If you would like to email us, please reach out at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.